prepare your t-shirt strategy for the for the conference. Yes. Or, there, or there's another pro tip, the alternative pro tip. If you don't care about your t-shirts, don't don't bring any because they will give you so many on the WWDC that you know you'll you'll have things to wear. Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books to read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. Yeah, and today we're wearing exactly the same shirts. Yay! <laughs> and uh, because we are commenting on WWDC, so Apple's Developers Conference, which happens once a year, uh, happens this year, of, uh, as always, in June. Um, and this and last year we were there. This year we're not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just just to explain the the, the t-shirts, we're wearing Objective C t-shirts, so it's like nerd stuff for uh, and and sort of a, a laughing uh, thing for iOS developers these days. Yeah. Uh, and since this is a developers conference, uh, then it seemed appropriate. Yeah, if you are if you are an a- Apple developer, you get the joke. Uh, if you if you're not, or if you're like a, a two or five year old daughter of mine, you like the dinosaur. So you know, everybody <laughs> wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So WWDC 2018. Um, this is like uh, you've been to WWDC once, correct? Yes, uh, the first one is San Jose, and the yeah, so last year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been three times in 2014 and then the past two years. And this year, as you've mentioned in, in the past shows, we decided not to go because of things. Yes. <laughs> uh, but we do intend to go back next year, hopefully, if yeah. uh, uh, if, if nothing uh, changes our, our plans for divorce. Uh, mm-hmm. So we had to watch the, the big show, the, the beginning of the conference, which is a two-hour keynote, a two-hour ad of Apple, where yes. they uh, point out the holes in your heart that you didn't know you had and the solutions to them so that you buy more stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, we watched it at, at home. And how was it? What, what, what do you think? Especially the next morning after you had time to process this and and forget some of the, the details. And <clears throat> how do you feel about this show? Well, so first of all, this show is half for, for, for the public, so for everyone, the upcoming features in the iOS and whatever, and half for us, developers, who are building yes. apps for this ecosystem. So we have not our Nosby apps for iOS, for Mac, so we and for the watch. So we care about also the, the nitty-gritty, the you know, the behind the scenes thing. So uh, when we are watching the keynote a keynote like this, um, we always watch it like with a double standard. So one thing as consumers and people who are mm-hmm. using it every day and and also as people who will take advantage of some of the new features for our own uh, good like for and for good of our customers so um uh, so as as a consumer what i really liked are the productivity stuff so i, I really like the, the the productivity stuff like the uh, uh, you know the siri things the wor- workflows uh, built in kind of in the ios and the and the things about the um, limitations, app limitations, these kind of things. We'll discuss them a little bit d- deeper now. But I like these kind of changes. So what I liked, what I liked is that Apple embraced the whole thing about privacy, about uh, um, uh, distractions, about uh, iPhones uh, um, uh, making uh, us uh, uh, depend on them and actually addicted to them. So they 
I like that they embrace these 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 themes that've been you know that ha- that have have been a pretty um, um, uh, you know audible uh, so uh, like for the last months. So I like the direction there. All right. So overall, you you're feeling positive about about the show. Kind of, but I, I, the problem was, was that before the show, we knew almost nothing what was coming. And, mm-hmm. and, and on one hand, I like some of these things because I was really hoping for this workflow thing, you know, and then we'll get to it. But, but on the other hand, I don't think we've seen like enough. I, I, I thought I, there would be more and, and, and more in the sense of, you know, uh, Apple is a big company. And, you know, yeah. in, in one year, that's all they got. It's kind of, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure it's not uh, right judgment because I'm sure they're also working on other stuff in, that they cannot announce, just like we are working on our, uh, some stuff that we cannot announce. Um, but um, but it's kind of, you know, really, that's it? It's kind of thing feeling, you know, in the end of the sale. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, uh, it was surprising. Normally, there are far more leaks just before WWDC, and now we know why there weren't many because there really wasn't much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm feeling this was really underwhelming. Uh, I'm not saying this is, you know, necessarily a, a bad thing, and we'll get back to that. But it's one of those slow years, like 2015. Uh, so fr- from that perspective, I'm sort of glad we we are not there. Like, if I had to pick uh, two years in the last five years where I would choose not to go to WWDC, it would be 2015 and, and 2018. Those years which were out was not at WWDC. Um, there was no hardware, no no new iPads, no new yeah. MacBook Pros, which we which we really expected. And perhaps they are coming fairly soon, but you know, that, that was that was rather disappointing. And there was a funny feeling because the the show was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. There weren't there wasn't anything Embarrassing, like a uh, like a, a a concert by some someone at, at the end of of the show, and mm-hmm. Eddie Q in his uh, shirts. Um, but like the show ended, and I was like, okay, so yeah, it was pretty good. And now I'm thinking, okay, so what did they show you? Like the <laughs> the, the whole digital health thing, uh, and and that was really important to me. Uh, and okay, workflows, but. What was the the other one and a half hours spent on? I didn't remember. <laughs> I had to think about this. So there wasn't much. Dark mode, the power of the dark side. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But but, but the, that's that's actually the thing. There was a lot of there was a lot of announcements, which I was like, okay, who cares? It's not that they're bad things, but I mean, come on, it, come on, come on, come on, Radek. I'm gonna stop you like, stop like, like right, right there. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, come on. Voice memos on all the platforms. <laughs> wow. Yeah, stocks. <laughs> stocks. Yeah, stocks on all the platforms. Fantastic. <laughs> what an update. Sure. I was waiting the whole year for this. <laughs> finally. I was sure they will finally, they're talking about, oh, we finally brought stocks to iPad. And we've brought, uh, what was there? Um... Uh, voice news. memos to iPad and and news and and oh calculator after eight years we'll have calculator on iPad yeah no 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 they they, they brought stocks but not the calculator <laughs> <laughs> this this reminds me this reminds me of this um, there was this par- I mean many parodies of how Apple was doing the commercials you know with the new iPhones and everything and I remember mm-hmm. that there was this uh, so back in the day when there was iPhone 3G and 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 then there was 3GS 
right? And then in, in this one of these parodies was like, so now we introduced uh, the new revolutionary iPhone 3GS, where we added Compass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, look. Like my my problem with 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 some of the stuff on this keynote is that this is like a culmination of a year's work of the the most powerful corporation on the planet. So you're expecting a lot, and you're expecting like fundamentals, like things that affect everything. And there are things that are nice, but there are just features, and that that don't that doesn't don't seem like they should be waiting a year to be updated. Like, we have group FaceTime. Like, okay, cool, but it's just a feature. Like, they, they could have made an, a software update for just the FaceTime app in the middle of the year, and we'd be like, oh, cool, right? Or, like, mm-hmm. they added some uh, more Animoji and Memoji, and it's like, okay, like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that, you know, it, it, it's a toy. I don't care, but, but like, okay. But, but, but the thing is, I think, like, a company like this should be focusing on things like no one else can do and 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 stuff like this you know apps can do like this is like stuff like an emoji and and the whole like stickers like this is something for the third party developers to figure out and like we we have all the snapchats and whatnot which uh, which pioneered uh, the the filters and the the AR you know effects on faces like why is Apple expending so much effort on on this? Yeah, I don't know. I, I this like so th- there were many things like that that I was like, yeah, really. That I mean, this warrants a keynote, like, this kind of thing, uh, eh, and especially you know for developers to show them that they can do memoji, like, like <laughs> really animoji, animoji. We have uh, the iPhone 10 and we have animoji, and I'm using animoji only with my daughters. Um, and 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 also that not very often. So really, it's not something I use. But maybe maybe again, maybe I'm not a target market. I'm old or whatever. I don't know. But uh, like, but spending so much time on memoji and emoji stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So I I I think the most um, important um, sort of piece that encompassed a couple of features was the whole digital health stuff. Would Would you agree with that? We uh, uh, we showcased and a workflow that limits mm-hmm. my Instagram usage to three times a day um, with lots of curse words if I uh, um, overstep it um, in one of the past shows and we'll link to it in the show notes so just watch the the pre-show there and really after we introduced this workflow I'm not addicted to Instagram that much it's fantastic. Yeah, it really works. And even though I know I can hack it and I can get to Instagram anyway if I want to, but this fact that I can, I'm right now launching an Instagram and it says, it's, uh, you know, you're going to uh, open Instagram. You've already opened it once. Are you going to open it the second time? There is mm-hmm. a decision to be made. It just reminds me that I am deciding to open Instagram and then I can decide. And very often I click cancel. No, no. Okay. It was just, uh, I was just trying to, you know, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, behave in an irrational way. So fantastic. I mean, really, I love this workflow and it really uh, limited my, my usage of Instagram. I'm still enjoying Instagram. I'm still browsing photos every day on Instagram, but yeah. I'm not addicted to it anymore. Yeah, I, I have the same feeling. It, it forces you to be intentional. So, so just to quickly explain uh, for those that, that haven't heard about it, the idea is that you have the real Instagram app hidden somewhere very deep, somewhere that you forgot where it In is. In a folder of a folder, t- like, you know, very deep. Yeah. And instead you have a launcher 
which which is actually a workflow, right? So you you there is an icon for for Instagram, but it's a fake Instagram, and it uh, and it says, okay, you've launched Instagram zero times out of three possible. Do you want to launch it? If yes, it launches Instagram, right? And then when you uh, reach the limit, it says, no, you can't open Instagram. Of course, you can open Instagram because the app is there somewhere, but you don't open it directly. And hopefully you put it somewhere so deep in the folders that you forgot where it is. And so that it works. And we'll put the link in the show notes to, to the workflow. And it's you can easily adapt it to other apps like Twitter or whatever. Uh, and I, I'm feeling the same thing. I, I used to open it five to 10 times a day, like compulsively, like for 20, 30 seconds where yeah. there's nothing new, where mm-hmm. I have 20 seconds in the elevator and like I have to fill it with, some, with something. And now I usually go to Instagram once, maybe twice a day. Sometimes I forgot to open Instagram and I still enjoy Instagram, but, but the forcing of being of intentionality to actually do this is very good for my uh, psychology. And actually as a, uh, also a small pro tip, I actually adapted this so that uh, Android users can also use it. So if you go to radix.io slash Instagram.html, it implements the same thing but just as a as a as a web app. So if you open this uh, in the web ah. browser and and save it as a sort of pseudo app on the home screen, then it will do the same thing. Ask if you really want to open it and then open it. Nice. And and, and you're right. In, and my limit is three. They're just the one that they should determine in the workflow. And as you said. I open it once, maybe twice a day, sometimes not even once. So it like mm-hmm. it, it just completely changed my behavior on, uh, on 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 the iPhone. That's why that's why I really think I I, I agree with you. These uh, features for iOS, like the li- li- limits on the apps, analyzing which apps you use, um, they are really crucial and they are really important and they are a big thing. This is this is a big deal because yeah. they will really help people shape the way they, they use their devices. So uh, I'm really happy about it. So uh, I want to describe in, in, um, in quickly what those features actually are, because there's a lot of them. Um, first of all, it's reports how much time over each day, over the past week you spend in each individual app, uh, how many times you picked up your, your phone, because that's also a thing. It's not just total time, but it's the compulsivity of it, that you pick up your phone and like open it like 100 times a day. But why, right? Yeah. You, you don't actually need it 100 times a day. It's just a compulsive behavior. Uh, it's app limits. So you can set a maximum time per day for an individual app or for a category of apps, say social media, and then it says, no, you've reached the limit. And you can sort of, um, you can override it, but again, it forces intentionality uh, on it. Uh, There's a feature called downtime. So you can set a downtime time, say from 10 p.m. until 8 a.m. And during that time, only selected few apps that you choose and the phone will work. So you you don't have, you know, you, you, you won't just compulsively you know, browse it even though you know you should be going uh, to bed or you won't have a good night's sleep. Uh, There's better notifications, they group together so there's less noise and it's easier to change settings for notifications for an app. So when you have a notification you don't like, then if you swipe to the right or or you you 3D touch it, then you have like from there, not go deep into settings, but from a notification, you can change settings and like uh, remove notifications for an app completely or change the notifications to be delivered silently, so only like badge, but no uh, notifications. 
um, there's there's intelligent suggestions to kill notifications of apps you don't use. So you get a notification with spam like, hey, you haven't opened me in a long while, which like games often do. And if it's an app you haven't opened in a long while, uh, there will be like an additional UI over it with uh, iOS suggesting, hey, do you want to keep it? Or do you want to actually remove this notification? So even more sort of suggesting to you what's probably uh, you would choose to do, but there's friction to manually disable it. There's bedtime do not disturb. So as you can see, there's a lot of stuff. There's bedtime do not disturb. So when you have the do not disturb uh, set for a specific time, uh, you can not just as in downtime, like block other things, but, but you can hide uh, notifications during that time. So you can use the phone, but there won't be any notifications popping up. And that's good, first of all, because like there's notifications coming in late at night where you should be going to sleep. Or I see that in myself, that I wake up, I have to look at my phone to turn off the alarm clock, and then I see like five notifications that happened over the night. And instead of continuing with my morning routine, I check out those notifications. And this way, uh, until the set time or you manually uh, disable the, the bedtime to disturb, uh, the notifications will be hidden. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, so uh, I want to just jump on the notifications thing. So this mm -hmm. is big as well. This is I was very glad uh, to, to see that uh, yesterday because uh, right now, to I am doing this labor of when I see a stupid notification, I am going to settings, notifications, search for the app, and then decide what to do with it. But it's a lot of work, really. And especially if you have many apps on your iPhone, then, then good luck finding the one that was just notifying you, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard. That's why doing this, like in situ, like in this moment when you get the notification, no, never again. It's so good. Yes. I, I, I love it. And especially as a, for me as an Apple Watch user, very often the notifications automatically propagate to the watch. So so mm -hmm. I get them on the watch. As, and of course, I can fine-tune the notifications on the watch. Um, but again, it's lots of work. But then if, if I remove them from the phone, they will not propagate to the watch anymore. So um, so that's really that's really handy. And uh, I really, like, I'm really glad it, it made to the keynote. I mean, it made to the, to the feature set of this iOS 12 update. And another thing that I wanted to mention, as, as well as as you, as you mentioned, with the you know not receiving so many notifications. So there is a pro tip for you if you're using WhatsApp. So for example, I'm using WhatsApp, and I am mm -hmm. a, a part of many groups in WhatsApp, like you know parents, you know this class, that class, you know several groups. Uh, just because I'm a parent and I have kids at school, that, that's it. Mm -hmm. And in in, in my, in, in my uh, you know here local environment, we use WhatsApp a lot. So um, I basically muted all the groups. So uh, 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 there is an option to mute a group so you don't get push notifications for each message because WhatsApp is still a messaging app and I want to be I, I want to receive push notifications from a person. So if somebody messages me through WhatsApp, I want the push notification because it might be very something serious, something important. Uh, but with the groups, I mute them all because uh, when I mute them all, I still see the badge on the you know on the on the WhatsApp icon, so I know that the, the new messages are coming. But again. Uh, I don't see the new messages until I open WhatsApp. Again, until I make a conscious decision, I'm going to check WhatsApp and I'm going to check all the new messages. And this is really like, this saves my life because, uh, you know, being a parent and being a part of so many groups, otherwise I would be just bombarded. And I can see that on, on, in my wife because my wife doesn't do that. So I can see like how many messages she keeps receiving on her iPhone. Um, 
Uh, and and because we are part of many similar groups, so I can see you know two iPhones next to each other. Mine is completely silent, and her is like bum 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 bum. You know, keeps receiving the messages. So uh, so to me, this is really important. And this is like this is the same with email, the same with you know Facebook or other you know uh, apps where I prefer, for example, Facebook Messenger is the same. I don't receive push notifications from Facebook Messenger. I just uh, uh, see the badge and, and that's it. So whenever there is a badge, I might want to open it because there are no messages mm-hmm. coming. Yeah, I, I do that with, with, with some apps that, uh, you know, that notifications are not just all or nothing, but they're graded, right? Yes. Like some apps, for example, get a badge, but no other notifications, right? Mm. And we've discussed this uh, about a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll put the links to the show notes about the whole saga of notifications, notifications and, and yeah. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in general, like like the whole this whole digital health thing, um, the notifications, the disturb, the the reports, uh, the app limits. Like, oh man, app limits! Like, put on the shackles on me, please. Yeah. Uh, th- this is this is great. I I um, I like that people are starting to realize that this hyper-connectedness, that things are happening all the time and you can always react in a millisecond, it's bad for human psychology. It's just like keeps releasing dopamine and for things that are not worthy of immediate reaction. And it's it's not just enough to say, you know, take responsibility for your for your life, for your actions, uh, or on. it's not a big deal. Like, um, no, 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 it, it's... It, it's this is about hu- human flaws, and uh, technology is great, but we need a little help from technology to manage technology. And this is this is good stuff. This is really uh, good stuff. And some of this, I had to like. It took so much effort for me to come to a conclusion. I have to take action to manage notifications, to manage distractions, to come up with these crazy hacks with workflow to. Uh, you know, and and this like the the thing with Instagram, the 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 Instagram launcher, like I had so many ideas before on how to try to limit my compulsive behavior of all sorts of apps like social media, and, and they, they didn't work. It t- took so many iterations for me to come up with this crazy hack of Instagram launcher um, to actually take effect, right? And mm-hmm. and and now many of those tools are now just available. Uh, many of the of of the things like you know, managing notifications are made easier. And iOS will suggest to you when it's very likely that muting an app is something that you would like to, to do. Uh, so this is great. My, what, what, I'm, what I'm shocked about is that why are we getting this now? I, 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 think, I think Apple should have been the first to do stuff like this, to introduce features like this three to five years ago. I mean, look... I think it's an embarrassment that Google was first with much of this. I mean, on Google I.O., uh, Google introduced many of the same features to Android, which is shocking because Google is an ad-based company. Yeah. It, it's important for their business for you to be spending lots of time in front of te- technology, for you to be browsing, to, to, to have this compulsive behavior with social media. It, it's like the sort of company for which this is good for business. And yet they were first. And with like no, just notifications management, Android had many of the like grouping and uh, easy muting of the whole app from notifications. They had it for years. And Apple, which is the company perfectly uh, aligned in terms of incentives and business to promote digital health, to do features like this without like um, concerns about negative impact for, for business. They should have been here for three to five years ago and be just like 
beating on Google and Facebook that they can't do this, that that only Apple can do this and Apple cares about your digital health. Why it took so much time? It's like you know, uh, very often um, like from listening to, to ATP and to Marco Arment complaining about things. He's, he, what I like, really like about him is that he's always saying that, you know, we should complain and we should be vocal because at some point Apple will listen. And, and I, I, just, I just see this, unfortunately, not as a, like a mission statement driven thing. Kind of, yes, yes. but not really. Uh, I yeah. see that as a headline responding kind of thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. They should be leading. They should and be leading while they're just responding to headlines and to things that are happening. I mean, come on. They, 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 they are blo- blo- blocking, uh, tracking and re- refactoring, uh, uh, remarketing things. Uh, yeah, but they've been there before, like for many years now. And, and, and GDPR, so this new... Uh, uh, privacy uh, law in Europe was just anna- uh, w- w- no was just uh, I mean just started but was announced like two years ago so like they 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 like they should have been on front end here especially that their as I said their business is not ad driven and they're not yeah. they're kind of responding they're like this was my um yeah this was kind of my experience throughout the whole keynote that they are like respond too much responding to to like to like to like not really leading but responding yeah. to things, you know? And um, yeah, I think the optics of, of this are, are really bad because like, there's no doubt that the whole digital health thing, they've been working on this for at least a year. You know, stuff like this takes time and, and, and like given the pace of like features in iOS, you can be sure that they worked on this for at least a year. But just, just like a month ago, Google uh, announced many of the same features. And so it looks like Apple is is just like trying to catch up so they don't look bad. Like the optics for this like like it's like marketing wise like man they really messed it up. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um apart from that the Google was was first. For me as, as, as for me uh what I you know, what I want to believe that Apple is a company that does good and I really want to believe that. I, I, I trust, you know, with their privacy and, and you know, privacy first um, uh, mindset. But as you said, you know, their actions are not as fast. I mean, they should be leading this on many fronts and they are not. And, uh, and, and they're catching up. So, so really, I'm like, please, Apple, like, you know, just, you know, be there first. I mean, like, you know, if this is your something you believe in, you know, put your money when, you, when your mouth is and focus on it first and not catch up with the rest of the industry. I mean, you know, like GDPR is already in effect and we're catching up to GDPR now. I mean, come on. You know, laws are, are always like lagging behind. Exactly. And so like at the moment where something as big as European Union enacts this like really big complicated law, um, about about privacy and and puts new responsibilities to companies like that that's that's the point where like all of the technical part and like companies like apple they they should be like well ahead of this and to some extent they were but but like not enough yeah, and, and and the same can be said, for example, to CarPlay. Uh, I actually am a user of CarPlay, and my car I have CarPlay, which uh, usually works. <laughs> and uh, I I never I never know who to blame, uh, the car manufacturer or the CarPlay standard, because sometimes I just connect my phone and it just doesn't work anymore. Um, uh, but anyway, 
on CarPlay, finally, they are not letting third-party mapping apps. Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, I mean, and, and this kind of, you know, this kind of, you know, m monopolistic mindset, you know, we can let many apps to uh, CarPlay, but not other maps, you know, because we have the yeah. best maps. We, we, we know the best maps and to our maps are the best. So um, we don't, uh, we, we don't, uh, see any point of having you know Waze or Google you know especially Google because we hate Google so uh, so again another finally finally I will be able to use Waze in my car which is a good alternative uh, to, to, to Apple Maps especially in Europe where in Europe Apple Maps lags behind when I'm in the States I really like Apple Maps but here in Europe it's there, there's still you know things missing here um, and again this is this is kind of don't be evil Google mindset of, you know, of, of, of actually being evil, but saying that they are not, um, of not letting, you know, companies uh, do their stuff. And, uh, uh, well, finally, they're breaking this, which is good. I'm happy. But it took them also quite a while to, to do it. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, I don't get it. You know, I'm buying a very expensive car with, uh, with this CarPlay thing. I want to take advantage of it. But then they're you're limiting to, to just a few apps that I can use. So... All right, let's turn things more positive. Let's talk about workflow. Yeah. So we've been hoping and when they announced like they before last year's WWDC they announced that they acquired workflow. So it was yes. uh, so we knew that there is no way they will announce anything last year because they just acquired them. So there there's you know. Yeah, and 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 we feared that it it's an aqua hire that yes. they will um they bought workflow because the business didn't work. And they'll shut it down and put the brilliant minds behind Workflow to work on some boring feature and the app will be killed. That, that didn't happen, thankfully. So two things actually didn't happen. So first of mm -hmm. all, they kept maintaining Workflow app as is and updated mm -hmm. it very frequently. So, I mean, very frequently, relatively frequently to an app that was supposed to die. So, uh, so far more frequently than most Apple apps. Like they, they, they updated like twice, twice or three times a year. <laughs> Mm. You see, so, the, 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 so so thanks for that. So the workflow app is still a good app. I'm, we are still using it. It works mm -hmm. very well on the iPhone X, so it's good. And the second thing, they did use the minds behind it for the same purpose. So what we've seen yeah. yesterday, this is workflow. The, the Siri shortcuts app is workflow rebranded. It is this app. It might be a little bit different, a little bit, you know, I don't know, a bit designed differently, but it's very similar. So it is... yeah. It is a, a, a new version of workflow um, uh, by Apple. I was really paying really close attention to to how it looks and like some design elements changed, like the actions are from an, in a sheet from the bottom. But like I was paying attention to to the blocks and it's like, no, this is workflow. This is the same thing. Yes. They, they they redesigned it, but it, like they didn't start from scratch. Well, we can't download this app yet. It's not part of iOS 12 build, so we don't know everything. But, but as far as we can see, it's not like they started from scratch and made a more user-friendly version of workflow, which can do like 2% of the things. It looked like they just rebranded workflow and integrated it with the system. And with Siri. So, um, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully they made Siri more intelligent just with that. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, I, for most apps, even if I wouldn't be excited if it was acquired by Apple, even if they kept maintaining it. But workflow is different because workflow is something that if it is made by this, by the, you know, by Apple, then it can do things that 
normal apps just are not allowed to do because they would be like like dangerous, right? Workflow is so, a hack, actually. Workflow is a big hack of, yes. of trying to do as much as you can without being a part of iOS system. That's why mm -hmm. we were actually happy that they got acquired because we were hoping this would just be taken to a different level thanks to the integration of iOS. And this is what it looks like. I mean, with the integration with Siri, with you know all the other commands, it looks like they did integrated deep, deep deeper so so uh, hopefully yeah hopefully we'll you know we will not lose lots of pro you know uh, um, workflows but we will get lots of new other uh, things and uh, and maybe this will prompt me to use voice to prompt my morning routine or morning journaling or things like that yeah we'll see, yeah, uh, we'll see. I, I wouldn't well I, I I would be deeply disappointed if they removed all of the sort of scripting features the whole Mm -hmm. uh, you know, ifs and, and loops and, and whatnot and just stuck to simple commands because that would like that would destroy like much of the functionality of, of workflow. Uh, so we'll see. We'll also like we'll see how much system integration we will have. Like that the thing we know now is Siri. So first of all, you can trigger for Siri and second of all, you can have it like reply to, to Siri. But but presumably it will have more magic powers that only iOS uh, can do and normal apps are not allowed to have, uh, which would be very powerful. Um, and also like it's really interesting that even though they rebranded it, even the icon, it like, like in the colors, like it still resembles, like you can see that it's still workflow. So yeah. I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, but the only disappointment that I got today was when, when I uploaded, uh, upgraded my uh, iPod Touch to the iOS 12, I didn't see the app. And I was like, come on. Also, the Measures yeah. app. I, I, the, the Measures app, it's also not, not part of the iOS? The no, it is. I, I think the, the iPod might be too old to support it. Ah, uh, of course, because it doesn't have the Bionic whatever chip. Um, no, no, it, it, or maybe... No, no, no. Uh, it doesn't have to have uh, Bionic, but I, um, I have it on, on my iPad. The the app. I haven't tested it yet, but but it's there. And also, yes, I I did install iOS twelve on my iPad, which is crazy, uh, but actually it works so far, for now. <laughs> don't tempt me, please. Don't tempt me. No, no. I will do it. I will do it. Don't tempt me. Uh, yeah. It's my main machine. No. I cannot install iOS no, no. beta you, on my main machine. You can't do this because when you travel, the iPad is all you have. I travel with yeah. my Mac and my iPad. So I always have an alternative, right? Okay. So um, I'll be, you know, maybe I'll just wait until beta 2 and like in two weeks and maybe I'll just pull the plug if you say that it's going to be like reliable for you. So um, I'll be listening to your feedback. All right. Uh, do we want to talk about the Mac or do you have anything else that's really interesting in terms of iOS stuff? Um, no, the watch. Could, uh, just, I, just, I just wanted There's to... Anything interesting for the watch? Walkie-talkie was fun. Walkie-talkie. I can do walkie-talkie on the watch. It's so, it's so fun. Uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. No. Um, a, so just the fact that uh, the background, uh, what, I, what I mentioned, Marco Arment said, if he complains, sometimes people are listening. And I think they were listening to him complaining about background audio because there will be background audio on the watch. So uh, they are bringing the podcasts on the watch and mm -hmm. uh, and and Marco Arment probably will be able to build Overcast for the Apple Watch, uh, which is good because I want to be running only with the watch and listening to the podcast on the watch. And again, uh, I hope 
Audible, which is a big company, will also use some of its resources to build, uh, uh, you know, um, audiobooks listening. Because if the background audio is there, they can actually build a client for for the watch. So just imagine yeah. that, you know, running with a book on the watch or running with the podcast on the watch. So yeah. Yeah, I would say that is the the biggest news. I I don't I don't have the watch anymore, so I don't care as much. But my I was. Uh, like th- th- that's a small feature that allows like big new things. So so this is good. But otherwise, like I was browsing the the API divs, and there's really like there's nothing there. Like th- that's pretty much the only thing. So like again, <laughs> a year passed, and something you know a really important product for them, and it's like there's pretty much nothing there. Just like this, which seems like an omission, really, that it should have been. Uh, before, uh, but of course, like like if this actually works and there's no other like missing pieces to build um, Overcast or Audible, there would be a big thing for for Apple Watch uh, owners. Yeah, but but they, what they didn't do, as you mentioned, they didn't really change the uh, uh, APIs on the Apple Watch. Yeah. So so it's not it's uh, so I don't think we can do much more with our Nosby app on the Apple Watch. Uh, we Not will really. have to we will have to check, but I don't think so. And this is a shame because uh, yeah. it's slow, and the, it's not slow much, because of much us. The only thing I think we can do now is um, uh, okay. The notifications can be a little bit more interactive, but like small changes, and you can add Siri shortcuts to the the Siri watch face. Oh yeah, that's because true. It's Siri shortcuts. Exactly. So, right. so, and 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 I, I watched the State of the Union actually. So, uh, so it's pretty easy to add it also to um, uh, to to the watch face, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. And this is something. This is something we might be we might be considering to you know to add if it's not lots of work. Uh, but but I don't think we there is no other reason for us to rebuild the app from scratch because there is no. No, nothing, not, nothing that would speed this up or whatever. So, um, no. the, my concern, like they were, they were, they were, they were telling all these things about you know how iOS twelve will be so much faster. They were not saying how watch will be so much faster. And really, <laughs> my Apple or Watch Seri- Series two is not a, a very fast watch. They say Series three it is. I haven't bought the Series three because I was wa- wa- waiting the whole year for the LTE version, which never came. So, um, um, on the markets where I live. So uh, anyway. Uh, that's for the watch. Uh, yeah, nothing really fundamental there. Yeah, uh, the last small thing, but like like small feature, but uh, important for me for iOS is uh, software to passwords. So there's real real system integration for third party uh, password managers. So you can have one password, which is not a hack, but it just seamlessly integrates in the system. You oh. have Safari and apps auto generate good passwords for you. You have autofill of two-factor authentication codes from SMS, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. again, this works both. Um, uh, you know the the whole password thing, both for iCloud Keychain and for like one password, the the same thing. So yeah, that that's cool, but not 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 nothing really much there. Yeah. So uh, let's move then to Mac OS um, and the dark side of the Mac OS. Okay, it has dark mode. Whatever. Moving on. Uh, it has redesigned <laughs> App Store. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. And the Mac App Store is is has been dead, pretty much dead. And they that's convince right. 
They convinced some developers to get back to the App Store. They convinced Panic and other developers to get back to Mac App Store, which is a big deal because yes. there was the whole you know shift of the, of major developers uh, showing basically the finger to to Apple and saying no, yeah. macOS App Store is not for us because it's dead. But apparently, they hired a few people to do something about it because you know it was completely dead. Yes. Yeah, it was completely redesigned. Uh, you can see very much inspired by iOS App Store, but but not like before where it was a web view and like it, it was like it was crammed like iOS App Store. This is like redesigned. It makes more more sense for the Mac. It's much nicer. It has much more editorial. Um, presumably, uh, but I, I don't know the details. Um, it also has like some improvements in terms of like entitlement security and like boring stuff, which was part of the reason why companies like Panic and Bare Bones not just left Mac App Store, but wrote big popular blog posts about why they left Mac App Store that mm-hmm. a lot of other developers were uh, inspired by. Um, so hopefully this like th- this is important that big developers like this, not, not big companies, but, but like popular sort of household names go back to Mac App Store because important I think that's developers. part of the reason why people why Mac App Store was dead, not just because of Apple um, sort of not doing anything about it, but people didn't come there very often, which is why you can be pretty prominently featured on Mac App Store, uh, as we are, and like the, the, the sales are like, just like, like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, big hope as for, as for this, uh, for third-party developers, like a good Mac App Store might uh, make it much easier to uh, to make a living on Mac App Store, to, to, to make a good business on Mac App Store, it was very hard before. Yeah, hopefully. Um, we already got featured on, on the iOS App Store in this new kind of, you know, editorial part. So um, in a few markets uh, a few months ago. So uh, hopefully, you know, working together with Apple and, you know, uh, being a good citizen helps us get more featured, you know, in this new environment. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Um, uh, more than that, like... Not much else in the Mac. A couple of nice new features, but like small features, like like not nothing, not nothing really that, that you'd wait uh, wait for. I mean, I mean, no. I mean, come on, come on. Let me repeat that. Voice memos, man. Voice memos <laughs> and stocks <laughs> and stocks <laughs> and stocks. Okay, yeah. Voice memos, stocks, uh, news, wow. uh, home uh, on the Mac. Cool. You have better screenshots. Cool. You have some minor improvements to Finder. Cool. And you have dark mode. Great. You know. Oh, cool. But. Not a huge deal, just like improvements. Yeah, uh, generally what I really like across the board uh, was what you already mentioned, but I want to repeat that, multi-person FaceTime, finally. So I, 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 there was no reason, like they had before FaceTime and iMessage, they already had a, a group video calling like in, I don't know, seven years ago or 10 years ago and it worked mm-hmm. and and now they like they introduced facetime like i don't know how many years ago and so many years without group video calling i think it's uh, a, a little bit ridiculous that it just took them so much time um uh, to get there um in our case we 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 might try it when once we get the hang of it for example and um, in our design fight, we call it design time. <laughs> we'll we'll try to try to use okay, it. Okay, okay. Come on. Do you really believe that? Like, how many times is FaceTime just like not reliable at all? Just between two people. And how likely do you think it is that it will be great between six people? Thirty. Uh, I somehow doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can get the whole company and have all hands meeting. It's gonna be great. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm happy that it's there because uh, you know, in some yeah, cases sure. I, I prefer sure. it's just it's just easier to set this up than 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 set a Zoom. Although I uh, uh, the Zoom company can be uh, um, uh, you know um, calm, uh, we will still be uh, paying customers. We'll be still be using Zoom for for our for most of our uh, co- video conferencing because it's cross platform. All right. Um, as for the Mac, I think the the last thing to um, to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. Apart from iOS apps, which we'll get to in a moment, is um, security. Um, lots of like little improvements to security, which is great. But also, it's like finally, uh, Mac is really lagging behind in terms of underlying technology behind iOS. And there's a bunch of uh, new improvements in uh, in macOS Mojave, which are really like things that I would have expected them to have done years ago. Uh, so good on them. Uh, but again, like. I really think, uh, and I think we should talk about it in in some future episodes. I think macOS and iOS have to really converge much more because it, it's really strange to be such a chasm in terms of like fundamental technologies upon which apps are built. Yeah, and they showcase that probably in the future when we build a new iOS app for the iPad, we can port it easily to the Mac. Which, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, so uh, the couple of new apps that they've added to macOS, like um, like the voice messages, uh, yeah, and uh, and stocks, uh, <laughs> and stocks are actually ported iOS apps to the Mac. Uh, and this is this new technology codenamed Marzipan, which is coming next year supposedly. Um, I think this is this is necessary. I think this will save the Mac. Like it's just ridiculous how many apps are just not on the Mac because it's too expensive, takes too much time to port. To macOS because of the like huge difference in how you build those apps, uh, and not because of like fundamental differences between the platform, just differences in, in technology. Uh, and this is this is like late. Like I, I think they should have done it years ago. And you but know, come this on, is still uh, next year. Alec, they woke up last year that they actually need the Mac Pro, right? Yeah. So now they're doing everything to be good with with the with pro users and pro developers and uh, for me yesterday's keynote was just a big manifesto saying you mm-hmm. know we love you, pros. We care about the Mac. You see, new Mac App Store. We care about the Mac. You see, um, Marzipan. We care about the yeah, Mac. You that's know, true. It, it was just they were just trying so much. We care about the Mac. The voice memos, like so, they were really trying to to, no, to convince I'm... you know, um, and the dark mode because you always wanted the dark mode. <laughs> so, like, so they they really try to be nice to pros now. And no, and, and I I agree, and I I appreciate it. Uh, it's just like so, some of this stuff is like good, like finally, uh, yeah. The, the, uh, they will ship this next year, supposedly to developers. So we have time; they have time to improve this, and we'll see how this works. But there are concerns if if this technology was is actually going to be very good. Uh, I, I will link in the show notes to a couple of of tweets, and like people are saying that it like so far those apps they feel like a resizable simulator, like iOS simulator on on the Mac. Um, that's kind of slow, and that the UI is clunky. Like it, it's really like iOS apps. Like I would. That's not the route I would expect them to to go in. I I thought they will make the same toolkit with like all of the the, the changes like add menu, like menus and uh, and keyboard and and mouse and like allow you to expend l- relatively little effort to to change it to actually use all of the Mac UI. But like much of it is like really the same. You have the same navigation, the same pop-ups that didn't expect uh, didn't exist on the Mac, just in in a in a window. 
So there, there, there are concerns if, uh, if this is a technology that will bridge the gap so that you can, you can make a great app for iOS and with like five, ten percent more effort, make a great app on Mac, or if it's something that you expand, you know, two percent more effort and make a mediocre Mac app, which is better yeah. than nothing, but. Yeah, so I, I would argue, you know, I'm, you know, I, when you when you run a business like Nosby, you have to um, uh, make many compromises, and and I, I think a good compromise, you know, having a native app on the iOS and on the iPad, and then porting it to the Mac, uh, it's already a win. But I think it's going to be sure. better because uh, uh, you, you just remember they said it's going to be next year. So what they did is that they had, they, I, I'm, I'm sure, like Apple, they hurried up to port voice memos and stocks right now mm-hmm. already uh, to, so, to show us something. But I'm, I'm sure it's like really big work in progress. So, you know, uh, you know what we'll see next year is going to be different. And of course, it all depends what, you know, what kind of APIs you, we will get. And then we will, we will know, you know, some, and I'm sure that some developers will be completely lazy and we'll just port it like as is and we'll just make no effort to make the app a great app for the Mac. But if they give us the APIs we need, we will be able to work, you know, instead of 5%, you know, 6% or 7% more and really make the app, you know, polish the app so that it looks great on the Mac. This is this is what I'm what I'm hoping for. And this is also interesting, especially with the the strategy at least so far that it really feels like iOS apps on the Mac and not, you know, just technology for Mac apps that mm-hmm. are simple to port, uh, which is that it really feels like, man, the ARM processors on the Mac like now are, are like happening for sure, yeah. right? Because because now like like maybe you could presumably um, you know have just just one app on one single unified app store and just run it on the Mac. That would be interesting, really interesting. Oh, it's coming! It's coming! Uh, maybe even this 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 year uh, because they haven't updated the Mac, the the the, the um, laptops. So mm-hmm. you know, there is there is a possibility of of a full you know surprise ARM laptop. Maybe, maybe, yeah. So that stuff we didn't get new laptops, which we expected, um, and new, new iPad iPads. Pros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also I would add a very few like developer tools, like 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 really. Uh, often it is like there's a keynote with like more user facing features, and then then there's the developer state of the union, and there's a lot. There's like completely new tools for developers, so many APIs that. Like it, it's hard to sell on the keynotes because it's not a feature. It's a feature for developers to make great apps. And there's very few new APIs. There isn't Swift 5, just Swift 4.2. Uh, there are pretty much no new extension points. I think the only thing is the the password manager extension point. Um, really, um, like th- th- there's two areas where they added a lot of new stuff, and that's machine learning and uh, augmented reality. And cool, I'm okay with that, but like... It, it's, it's not like we general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's nothing very relevant to us, at least not yet. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like for a subset of apps and for general, like all apps, very few uh, new things. And I wonder why why is that? Uh, that that it's it's such a slow year. Is it just that you know Apple is doomed and they've made they they just it's all they've got or is there some sort of change in strategy in terms of uh releases and whatnot yeah I, I, coming back to this uh to this notion of arm on laptops if it's happening then i must uh, I, I think it might be 
drawing on lots of resources for Apple to actually mm-hmm. do this uh, transition. So if, if they are working on it right now, like, you know, really working, working on this, it might be drawing lots of resources because porting you know, existing Mac to ARM might be really, really uh, a big deal and big, um, uh, uh, you know, a project. Um, so one thing. Uh, second thing, you know, you got uh, Xcode in dark mode and you, have, you can use cursor three times. I mean, come on, like, this is fantastic. No, the, this is this is this is stuff. <laughs> Xcode is still a, a bad code editor. <laughs> yeah. So um. So I don't know. I don't know uh, why it's so slow. You know, we'll see. We'll see in the future. Well, well look. Uh, there have been complaints about quality declining uh, with with uh, iOS releases for many months after the release for many many years, and they've been talking about it, and and like, but nothing really changed, and. I think that there's a possibility that they really took it to their hearts and decided that making a yearly release with, you know, jam-packed with new features and like forcing teams to finish by the deadline and not based on how much stuff they have to finish a feature is actually not that good of an idea. And maybe they've switched to something more of a two like two-year cycle with the years in between, uh, just being but- like in between years. Not even that. I mean, just think about it. You know, they they launched the the, the uh, Apple file system on iOS as a point release uh, last year. True. So so um so maybe that's the thing. They they focus on the some of some of the important stuff. Then they work on the other important stuff, and they just launch it during the year. So not even you know two year release. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I I think well that's another topic for another show because we we have to wrap up soon. But I think yes. the. They're sort of living in in the past with this yearly schedule. I mean, small, tiny companies with few resources can ship ten times a year without, you know, bad things happening. And somehow Apple struggles every year with uh, like really serious and really annoying uh, bugs that that m- made make it really a, uh, a a chore to to use iOS for two years of of a year until they they fix like really egregious bugs. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, um, we'll see how this goes. But uh, um, yeah, we are excited about a few things. We are not really excited about the rest of the stuff. I'm not really into this augmented reality yet. I'm not really into machine learning yet. Uh, I mean, I see the benefits and I see some things, but nothing we are using yet or nothing we can announce anyway um the 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 thing is the thing is that um like especially augmented reality i i'm i'm again i'm sharing marco arman's position here i don't see that much of a benefit yet i hope you know killer apps will, will show up at some point by other developers so as a consumer as a user i'm waiting for that um i played like for a second last year uh, with the IKEA app, you know, to, to, to put furniture in my house just to see how this how this looks like. Um, so um, so on this on this front, you know, I like Legos. It was a nice demo of Legos, but nothing I would play. So yeah. Yeah. So hopefully next year will be much more uh, exciting in terms of iOS and Mac OS and yeah. whatnot, and that will be there. Yeah, and another thing, you already installed uh, on the iPad, the, the iOS yeah, 12. I did. I haven't, I haven't, because like last year I was, uh, I did it right away because there were so many iPad features 
No, they're not so many. So I'm not, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's that's exactly the other way around. You install the first beta when there's not a lot of new features. Because when there's a lot of new features, there's a very good possibility that it will just be, like, there's so much new stuff going on, so many new bugs. And here, like, I installed it. I, I just played it with, like, for a couple of minutes. But everything just works, you know. Like, there's no, like, I, I was struggling to find many new changes. I, I was looking at MacRumors to remember, like, what did they add in iOS? Um, but, but also, like, no immediate, like, serious bugs or crashes or whatever. Okay, so you'll report back to me, and then maybe in beta, I'm going to install it as well. 